Hello, and welcome to The Goldmine, where you can find new investment insights from your favorite financial writers every day. I'm Barry Ritholtz, and this is The Four Financial Plotlines. Maybe it's a coincidence, or maybe there are only so many storylines that can be told. As recounted by Joseph Campbell, archetypical hero's journey, shared by all of the world's classic mythologies, are just variations of the same basic premise. Hey, look, I'm a giant consumer of news and entertainment, but I can't help but notice the similarity between so many storylines that seem to get told again and again. It's especially true in the world of finance, where the combination of vast sums of money and basic human emotions like greed and fear lead to the same plots repeating over and over again. I went and skimmed my personal library and I looked at my Amazon purchase history and then I looked at various Netflix and Amazon Prime and HBO shows that I've been watching and it was pretty clear a pattern became all too visible. The same themes, ideas, plots, and narratives all told again and again. And when I looked more closely at the world of finance, I figured that I could break these into four distinct groups. And they look a little something like this. The first, greed blinded by arrogance. It's a classic of financial literature, a staple featuring a bevy of fascinating players. The plot line typically looks like this. Some insight is found, one that allows a small fortune to be made. But for reasons of human avarice and excess, that small fortune simply isn't enough. The people involved force scale and leverage onto what began as a modest business perception, and it leads to them assuming much more risk, usually via leverage, which is also known as borrowed money. It always ends the same way. Eventually, disaster strikes. Fortunes are lost. It all ends in tears. This works as a plot line because it's a literary mainstay. The rise and fall and eventually denouement for all involved. Three favorite examples? Well, the genre classic is When Genius Failed, The Rise and Fall of Long-Term Capital Management by Roger Lowenstein. If you want to see something that's a little newer than that, Super Pumped, The Battle for Uber by Mike Isaac is a great example. And the newest version of this is The Cult of We. We work Adam Newman and The Great Startup Delusion by Elliot Brown and Maureen Farrell. Archetype number two, everything you believe is wrong. This is a broad category that includes tales of outrageous success but it also includes academic literature that turns the existing explanatory econometric models upside down. So this includes fields of behavioral finance, as well as some of the contrarians who have altered our perceptions of finance. Start with the academic examples, A Random Walk Down Wall Street by Burton Malkiel or Winning the Losers Game by Charlie Ellis. Each of these really changed people's perceptions of how markets actually functions. Malkiel's insight went far beyond mere market efficiency. He specifically detailed just how difficult it is to beat the market. He probably made it the best case for indexing, at least as well as anybody has since Jack Bogle. And Ellis's great insight, which really was very useful for most investors, was making unforced errors mattered far more than the occasional perfect slam shot. It turned investors' perspectives upside down. Avoiding mistakes became more important than achieving genius. 
that was his great insight. If you want to see a real-world example of how everybody is wrong, the man who solved the market, how Jim Simons launched the quant revolution by Greg Zuckerman, was really a fascinating read. Jim Simons runs Renaissance Technology, their flagship medallion fund, from 1988 to 2018. So that is 30 years. It returns 66% annually before fees. That's an incredible number, and that turned everybody's perspective upside down. And of course, we have to include the list of behavioral economics plot archetypes here. The list of books here are far too long to include all of them, but a few stand out. Thinking Fast and Slow by Danny Kahneman is pretty much the first and maybe last word in the space from half of the duo who invented behavioral finance. And then there's Richard Thaler's Misbehaving, The Making of Behavioral Economics. Not only does it map out how the whole field developed, but it includes Thaler's own notable contributions. Both of those gentlemen, Kahneman and Thaler, have have won Nobel Prizes for their works. Predictably Irrational by Dan Arley is an accessible way to understand just how little rationality people have. That's a very worthwhile read. And then lastly, Your Money and Your Brain by Jason Zweig. He combines behavioral finance with actual investing advice. I found that a great read. I wouldn't be surprised if many listeners enjoyed that also. Archetype number three, greed leading to fraud. What happens when arrogance spills over to criminality? Well, it's another subgenre distinct from our first set of examples, where it's greed leading to arrogance, crashing everything you know. Greed blinded by arrogance is very different than greed leading to fraud. If we had to come up with a formula for this, it would look something like greed plus sociopathy equals felonies. And, And that seems to be something consistent in all of these books. The classic of the genre is Bethany McLean's book on Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room. So much bad motivations leading to so many crimes. Insider trading is the least of it. The fraud that shocked pretty much everybody, partly for its sheer size and partly for its unbelievable longevity, was the Madoff Ponzi scheme. And and that's told in The Wizard of Lies, Bernie Madoff and the Death of Trust by Diana Henriques. It was a $60 billion tale of endless ego and avarice. We are just seeing the trial of Elizabeth Holmes getting underway, and the book to read about that is two-time Pulitzer Prize winner John Carreyrou's Bad Blood, Secrets and Lies in a Silicon Valley Startup. There's another book in this space that's a little, I think, overlooked, and I really enjoyed it, on LIBOR, The Spider Network, How a Math Genius and a Gang of Scheming Bankers Pulled Off One of the Greatest Scams in History by David Enrich. There are lots of films in this space worth seeing in a similar genre. I would say three really are worth your time. Boiler Room is certainly a very interesting movie if you want to understand what was going on during the 80s and 90s. A similar era, Oliver Stone's 87 film, Wall Street. Probably the best of these is the film Wolf of Wall Street. I believe it's Scorsese, and it's absolutely a must-watch. And then our fourth archetype is a little bit of surprise because it's Michael Lewis. Any book by Michael Lewis is an archetype. He is the only author who gets his own category. And that's probably because he's the poet laureate of American finance. What is the archetypical book that Michael Lewis writes? Well, begin with an enormous and important institution that is oblivious to oncoming trouble. It could be something as unimportant as Major League Baseball or as important as the financial sector or as all-encompassing as the U.S. government. 
Perhaps it's calcified into its entrenched place in society. Maybe a series of misplaced incentives have shown up. Regardless, cracks begin to appear and it starts to fail over time. Sometimes these cracks show up quickly. Other times it's decades in the making. As the entrenched power fails to see the forest for the trees, there is always a scrappy band of quirky outsiders. Invariably, this is a group of intelligent misfits They see the oncoming train wreck early, their warnings almost always go unheeded, and disaster eventually strikes. Fortunes are made or lost or both, lives are ruined. On rare occasion, catastrophe is averted, most of the time, not so much. And nearly every time, the book itself becomes a movie. Some examples, The Big Short, Moneyball, Blindside, The Undoing Project, Fifth Risk, Premonition, they all fit into that group of archetypical Michael Lewis books. There are other plot lines that can be described as classic financial genres. Naivete leads to problems is one, a Horatio Alger story is another, but with summer ending soon, some of you might be looking for some new reading material. This is a great list to find some new books for autumn. For more from me, check out The Big Picture at Ritholtz.com. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is brought to you by Ritholtz Wealth Management. Clients of Ritholtz Wealth Management may maintain positions in the securities mentioned on this podcast. If you're new to investing, check out liftoffinvest.com to get started with us today. Solid.